Welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our almost never look into Seattle Sounders FC. <laughs> Fat guys. Our quarter, quarterly look. Quarterly look. How's the yeah. last three months gone for you, Brandon? Uh, and some other stuff for dudes who are real busy complaining about a sport they can't play. Hey, I'm your host from Mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at Lumen Field. He's sexy skanking Brandon. Yeah, he's skanks. lower half, but I'm skanking right now. Oh boy, that is a helicopter skank. That's what we got going on there. <laughs> hey, speaking speaking of skanking, um, so today we're gonna bring back uh, something that we haven't done in a while. Uh, yeah, but great. before we do that, before we do that later, um, I want to talk about this this tweet that I saw um, from at uh, Arden Ruth uh, here on Twitter, who says, "Can a Sounders fan confirm what does ECS yell when Schmetzer is walking on and off the field?" As we all know, it's Brian Schmetzer's rave green army. Um, yeah. She asks, "I think it's quote Brian Schmetzer makes me horny." <laughs> <laughs> And 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 Matt, who I think is um, her partner or husband or something like that, thinks it's Brian Schmetzer has an upset tummy. <laughs> I wish it was makes me horny for the record. So ECS, I mean, if you're listening now, right now it is. let's change yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Brian Schmetzer makes me horny. <laughs> Do us a quick solid to click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. <laughs> Definitely five stars. One for every episode we've done this season. <laughs> but primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. From, I don't know, somebody who still plays on the team to somebody else who still <laughs> plays on the team. I don't know. It's been, it's been long enough. From rolled on to rolled on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. This week, the Sounders, or excuse me, this week, the hashtag Sounders out, Sounders FC take on the your coach has more trophies than you, f- Deb United. <laughs> That's amazing. How's, how's, how's Deb doing, huh? Oh, she's stressed out. She's got company coming to town this weekend, Brandon, so she's unable to function because of the stress that's keeping her up of what, what meal she's going to serve to what freaking day or whatever. Is it, is it Gonzalo, uh, Gonzalo Pineda? Oh, I wish it was. I wish she was friends with Gonzalo Pineda. That'd be so awesome. I just go over there and I'm like, Pineda? And he's like, Senor. Full90podcast.com <laughs> uh, is where you can find our infos and whatnot uh, to keep up with us and the, and the show and everything else for when we're not active. Brandon sometimes runs our Twitter still, so that's nice. I've, um, I've, so I've here's the deal, Brandon. Still. I got I to gotta lay it. Lay it the responsibility here, um, a couple of different ways. One, I, um, I've officially stopped. I've officially been dropped from the alternative station in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And thus concludes almost two years of having to pretend like the Portland Timbers, mm, nay, the Fartland Timbers aren't there that bad. Okay. And I would just like to say that as a professional who is now smack talking and not unprofessionally, I never took any shots at Timbers fans or the Timbers, and I just kind of reported it straight, what was happening, and so be it. I'd ask the question a lot, are you traveling up to Seattle for the big game this weekend, this and that, but never showing any real allegiance. Well, I would just like to take this moment to re-solidify my stance in this world of f*** the Timbers. (laughs) There you go. There you go. How did that feel? Already two swears in a show that I said no swearing, but here we are. <laughs> um, now, uh, it, you know, Tropic Sound will be super proud. Now, uh, I have a, uh, a question 
for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think of it, okay? Because I have one more thing to say about the um, about my apology series here. You think about Portland and Fartland, or maybe you just—he's making a face like maybe he just forgot that his wife was in the dryer spinning. <laughs> And she's <laughs> on her way to her untimely demise right now. I don't. It's not that. No, He's it's not, not that. I just, oh, I just okay, completely, okay, okay. I just completely uh, lost, uh, lost all track of uh, my thought. So, okay. Well, the other thing oh. I was gonna say that I. Go ahead. <laughs> now I think the Sounders made it easier for you to not trash talk uh, Portland by losing to them handedly every time at home that. Fartland came to play, so to be I feel fair, like uh, they, they put you in a position where it was a lot more difficult, probably to to gloat over your non-local uh, market. Yeah, the um, the I think it was in the last nine matches, only one of them has been won at home by the two teams. Yeah. So like yeah. each team just goes in the other place and just shuts it down, which is the weirdest, like kind of derby. Type or Darby, whatever they say. It's kind of the weirdest rivalry thing that your home crowd isn't doing anything other than riling up the other team, which I find to be so strange. Do, but do you think it's like the Clint Dempsey effect, where it's it's uh, you get into your rival's stadium and you um, you feed off of the the negative energy? They're like um, they're like a the the things from freaking Stranger Things that feed on fear or whatever it is. It's like they're. It's like a dark side energy. You feed off the hate. Like yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, the uh, Cascadia Derby is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. All right, <laughs> and Ben Solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, I, I so the other part of taking responsibility is that we haven't podcasted in like, well, at least on this show in like a pretty long time, yeah. and um, since we last podcasted, I feel like the Sounders have scored. Or taken away like maybe five total points, and so hand in the air. Other than last night's big win over Dallas, Frisco, excuse me. Other than that, uh, I think it's kind of on us that uh, you know we set the date yesterday that we would come back and pod today, and they win. Yeah, yeah. So I just got to say, you're gonna have to take our word for it. The listeners are gonna have to take our word for it that last night before the match, Gregor Mm. said, "Can you podcast tomorrow?" And uh, I didn't respond to him until this morning, but we I had fully anticipated to say that I would. Now, um, does this mean that – so sometimes you, something that you kind of drilled into me, and, and I, I heard somebody actually making fun of, of fans who get team tattoos uh, recently. Like, we both have the stars on our uh, <laughs> on our forearms. And they were like, oh, like you were part of the team. And as, and, but you and I have always, always – or you more so than I have always, you know, when we talk about the team, we say – well, we didn't do this against Portland, or we didn't, you know, win the yeah. supporters' shield because, like, that's how you talk about a team. And, and Sounders do a good job of ma- making the community feel like they are part of the club. Now, we always try to say we uh, on the team that we didn't do anything for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like uh, uh, that now we can maybe cl- lay claim to that we a little bit more now that uh, <laughs> we've realized that the podcast is actually the the the, the uh, light side of the force that feeds the Sounders. <laughs> well, we've got Garth Loggerway, right? Dar- Darth Loggerway, of course, yeah. Darth Loggerway, sure, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's very important. And then you've got us. Um, yeah, I think equally as important is this podcast to the whole front office at Seattle, Sounders, right? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, I that I think we can say we now. Now that we are effectively a huge part of their success and failure, right, obviously. I'm just saying that the entire time that we've podcasted, Brandon, I think they've won two championships and a uh, Champions League. So uh, you're welcome. Yeah, you are. You're welcome. Now uh, I, I have a little uh, anecdote to give you. I was driving. I was in Seattle or um, in the general area for a week, and um, I was driving down to IKEA. And on you didn't my call way me? down. Nah, there was no time. Uh, there, I I got to get stuck in that traffic when that um, explosive uh, hydrogen truck thing or whatever uh, started exploding on South I five. Uh, so Wait, so you weren't fun. actually sick? You were just here. You're you're just a liar. No, I was sick. I was for okay. sure sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now I uh, 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 on my way to IKEA, I drove down whatever that. Um, that road is where the new Sounders facility is, and holy yeah, cool. crap, dude! I, it was so cool to see. First of all, the Sounders uh, having the sign on on that street, and then to see the building and know that, like, holy crap, that whole thing is going yeah. to be devoted to this. And I, I know that this is such old news at this point. Like, we this is something but just we to covered. See it. Yeah, it's so cool to see it in person. As as somebody who used to get to go to Starfire, and even when I when I worked for the club, uh, you would be down there, and you would still feel like it was like, oh yeah, you can put your desk over there, Garth, <laughs> you know, or like, hey Brian, uh, you can have the office right there, and it's just like yeah. some like intern had to pick up all of their crap and move away so that Schmetz could have a desk in the in the facility. Um, so anyway, it just seems really cool that. Uh, uh, the Sounders have come such a long way in like to be able to see that and, you know, kill two birds with one stone. Um, uh, they get to be really close to Ikea. So, you know, for all of these new players that are coming in and they have to furnish these new apartments and stuff. Oh, but Femi Martins would have loved it. <laughs> How do you say goalposts in Swedish? Because that's where they're <laughs> getting them for the practice facility. <laughs> uh, also, did you see any undead horse skeletons? From the um, <laughs> from the new facility, because I know yeah. they're digging stuff up to start making fields and stuff, so I figure that they're probably going to unearth something. Yeah, Gluey. Uh, I did not run into Gluey <laughs> while I was down there. <laughs> There's okay. I want to. Um, I was thinking about this recently, and this has nothing to do with how the Sounders have been on or off the field recently. But um, the 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 Sammy the Sounder uh, uh, has been in a lot of those like summer with the Sounders promotions. Right. Mm. But I feel like it's only like he's he's like in and out of or he or she. I think it's I think Sammy is maybe I don't know whatever it is. Um, Sammy is like in and out of whether or not how actively involved he is with like Sounders games and Sounders events and things. And I'm, I want the Sounders to like go full Orca penis and like just bring <laughs> Sammy to everything. Like Sammy should be like look at uh, freaking. Yeah, Arsenal, right, with Gunnar Soros, you know, like this. It's yeah. like this This is a Premier League club that takes itself very seriously for the most part. It's been a while maybe. But the- <laughs> uh, that still has like a dinosaur mascot running around on the pitch. And the Sounders, like, can't you can't take yourselves too seriously that you can't have an orca wearing a rave green jersey walking around. All I ask is that if we commit to what you're suggesting, can we please get an actual like mascot builder to make an oh, orca? Sure, yeah. Cuz like no, no, like blitz you know, or lo- Yeah. No, I love I love the fact that it's um that Sammy is is like cartoonish and not really uh 
Like, like I feel like the thing with Blitz is that it's just like this is an aggressive looking bird that like wants to do backflips and ride a quad and stuff. I like that Sandy is like Sammy is like this harmless. So I go. Uh, so there's a minor league baseball team in Spokane, and they have three mascots. Um, and <laughs> of one of the, one of the mascots it's minor league baseball, right? Um, two of the mascots are just like your typical kind of like not like one's kind of probably a dinosaur. The other one kind of looks like, you know, an alien type thing. They're not like actual animals or anything like that. <laughs> Their third mascot is Ribby, the red band trout. And it's this like very goofy looking trout costume that comes out. And it's my favorite by far. Like it's, it doesn't look like it can do anything cool. It can just kind of run around and look like a trout. I love that about about Sammy the, Sammy the Sounder because they can just run around and just be a doofy orca even though it is like an apex predator uh that that like great white sharks will see in the wild and like if they see, if a great white shark I don't know if you saw this video recently of, of orcas just yeah. absolutely screwing up a, a great white um but like a great white will see in the wild and if it sees an orca in a certain area of the water it will not return to that part of the water for like years because it's like yeah. I don't want any of that, any of that heat, right? Sammy Sounder can just be the alpha without looking like it. So, I agree with all of what you're saying. I don't want to lose the the comedy of it or the the I don't know whatever the kitschiness novelty, of it. Or whatever yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, novelty. Yeah, but a couple things in response. One, Casey Catherwood deserves all of the respect in the entire world because that guy ran multiple mascots at those Tacoma Stars games. I'd say the biggest mistake the Stars have ever made is getting rid of the halftime and nonsense that that guy ran with four different mascots that couldn't do anything except for just <laughs> fall down. And it was amazing, yeah. and his creativity, that guy deserves all of the respect in the whole world for entertaining, as an entertainer with an act. Ah, brilliant. But my point is not to de sillifying the um, Sammy the Sounder. It's more about, rather than putting a pacifier around its neck and making it, you know, like the same quality as a candy kit at a rave in a set of, you know, silly PJs that goes with, like the hoodie PJs, which is what Sammy looks like now. Just get like the person who made the Mariner moose to make sure. a comically fun mascot. I just want it like Gunnersaurus or or that thing in the, Philadelphia or whatever. I feel like the thing about the Mariner moose is that like <laughs> and Look, I'm not a furry, but he's he's kind of sexy. I just have strong you know? opinions about it. <laughs> <laughs> like like the thing about the Mariner Moose is it's like we've we've uh, it's not like Uncanny Valley where it looks too much like a human in order but not enough like a moose. It's like still obviously a moose, right? But it's like why yeah. are we trying to why are we trying to make these like mascots like buff? And like make him be like, what does the Mariner Moose look like without a shirt on? I've never thought that about Sammy Sounder. <laughs> no, it's just that it looks like I say it looks like pajamas that you would see a rave kid wearing. That's the problem. Is yeah. it's not, it's not the construction is not top tier. It's it's USL. It's not sure. MLS. And by top tier, I use that loosely, obviously. <laughs> but um, but you know, like it's not when you see the Philly Fanatic that. Sure. is a character in itself because it has the right weight and it has the right movement and it's like well designed and they have a hilarious person inside of it. Yeah. When when you see this thing it's like what they get the like there's high schools that have better mascots in terms of like the build construction of it. So, yeah, I don't need uh, to 
I don't need to know what the moose looks like without his shirt on or his pants off to compare wieners or something like that. I just like, I just I do want need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm obviously lying. It's I want to know what the Mariner moose's weenus looks like. <laughs> um, so here's, here's something. So I did, you've got me thinking. So I went to Google just to see if there is, um, if there is like any orca mascot out there that does look cool and you would you would imagine that that is going to be a limited amount of teams or locales that is going to use an orca as their mascot right because yeah there's only so many places where orcas are uh native to the area now i just sent you an image of uh the best of the ones that i found and so i'm going to need you to go look at that right now yeah <laughs> Now, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Give it. Yeah, so it's this, like what I've sent him is a is a. It's an orca cost. It's a person in an orca costume, unless it's an orca in an orca costume, which would be cool. Uh, it's a person. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, it is a person in an orca costume. The orca face is is pretty aggressive, but I still think not so aggressive that it's you know uh, gonna scare kids. But it's wearing a top hat and a red bow tie. Make that bow tie uh, rave green, and I think we're in business. Oh man! So this is what we currently have, which is like. A pajama suit with a foam head on it, and it's yeah. like the sleeves are terrible, and then the super huge jersey. Like, make a don't like just get your like largest soccer fan jersey and put it on this, you know, um, this costume. Get maybe tailor ones so that way it's part of the suit or whatever, so that way it fits him and makes him look fashionable. I don't know what yeah. the right word is. Yeah, yeah. There's like, how do you get a professional? How to get a professional mascot costume? Like I'm just googling now at this point because I want to so, like. So so something that I've learned. So first of all, there's an entire community of people on the internet uh, called furries who I think could help us out in this regard. Um, now I've learned something. This will this will be something that interests you. And this is, we'll talk about the soccer. I promise. Um, but no, this is stop. this is something that will interest you. Uh, so in Japan, <clears throat> there. Uh, there is a trend, or I don't know if it's a trend or if it's just a thing that's done. So in Japan, they love their mascots. Uh, they like mascots for every business. Businesses go out there with like all sorts of different um, characters, caricatures, people in different costumes and things like that. How a lot of these mascots come about is that you will just have like some jabroni like you or me who will put together a mascot costume like of some sort and they'll put a lot of effort into it like cosplay as an orca or something like that and then they mm -hmm. will go to these businesses and basically shop around themselves as this mat hey do you want this sexy orca to wear a t-shirt with your brand's logo on it and to pass out flyers at the farmer's market and like the companies would be like mm -hmm, yeah okay we will pay you for this and like this is we're like, entertaining several offers right now the stapler <laughs> is the current winner but we'll see but like like maybe that's what needs to happen like maybe we need to com commission a furry to uh put together an orca costume uh, orcas don't have any fur, so would it still be like is is furry just kind of all inclusive of all um, people who dress up like animals, or would you call it like a slicky? No, I think it's like a plushy is what it really is because you're okay. looking for a foam character, but furry just I think is what the name ends up being, and I think yeah. it probably comes from like the from like the furry Muppets or uh, yeah. not yeah like the Jim Henson stuff or whatever like Cookie Monster. By yeah. the way, on a Further tangent, if you Google trying to get a Cookie Monster plush for a kid, 
They're all ridiculous looking. None of them actually look like Cookie Monster. They're all this like ridiculous like mockery. Even the licensed stuff from Sesame Street. I'm like, no, no, no. I want Cookie Monster, not some like other depiction of it. Because you can get everyone else, no problem. But when you want Cookie Man, get out of here. Me, Alistair P. Cookie. <laughs> can tell what I'm, what phase I'm going through in my child's life right now. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like uh, uh, at least at least like tickle me Elmo's aren't a thing anymore, right? Like I don't think that those are uh, I, I those are around anymore. Um, I, I th- oh, I'm wondering about like a tickle me cookie monster. Speaking okay, speaking not tickle me, not speaking of crumbs me, just go me. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of aquatic uh, creatures, uh, this is again tangent. Did you see this thing about a walking shark? I know no. this is, this, for our other podcast, we have something to talk about. It's terrifying. This is for our other podcast, Nerd Talk Plus, which you can find now on your Odyssey app or the podcast provider of your choice. It's just a teaser. Next week, we're talking about walking sharks. You're not going to give us anything? Just give us a, a, a nugget. Basically, uh, there's a shark, uh, a species of uh, shark that has been discovered that is, uh, it doesn't, it's not like bipedal and have, it, and it doesn't have like little creepy crawler legs. It's, but it's found a way to go onto land and uh, uh, scoot itself across like rocks and things like that, which, you know, in a million years, we're talking street sharks uh, coming at us oh. and we're going to, we're going to be in some trouble there. Don't worry. I'm team dolphin. So we're going to be okay. I'm Team Orca. I'm Team Sammy the Sam. I'm Team Bipedal Sammy Sounder. Sexy Sammy Sammy Sounder. <laughs> Top hat and all. <laughs> he doesn't need a tuxedo, just a G-string. <laughs> <laughs> I I picture it like the what's that frog from WB? Hello, my lady. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, which brings us to, um, our- I was thinking about just uh, wrapping it up here. What'd you learn this week? <laughs> <laughs> That's for our other podcast. Um, are the Sounders again? Good? No talk plus on the uh, on the app or the podcast provider of your choice. So the Sounders, the Sounders win one nothing against FC Dallas, um, and it brings us to the question: Is now that it's August, are the Sounders good again? Because uh, I'm not sure if they were bad before or if it was just July. Well, I think that. How do you say his name again? Rusnak? Is that how he yeah, says? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you, I've, if I've, you want to, I've like, watched the video too many times now that I now am confused about it because I'm yeah. like, wait, I know how to say it now. Yeah. Okay, Rusnak pre-match was interviewed and he was like, "We have two substantial injuries to our center middle midfield that they're not going to be back for the year. It's long term to JP and to Obed." And so we're scrambling to make it work, and we're going to figure it out. But seeing Christian rolled on and Albert Rusnak back there together, for once, looked like it was really going to pan out. Um, so, yeah, it's um, – I don't know that it's – it is just July. That's part of it for sure. Which is why I was saying, always I know I am, I'm sure I am, I'm Sounders till July. <laughs> um, it's literally every time everyone's really sick of it now, but um, – yeah, but the uh, the notion that are they good or bad or is it just July? It's bad and July yeah. because they they're effectively playing. Like, can you imagine if anyone gets hurt at this point? What happens? Like, yeah, like we got Will Bruin starting in central and like defensive midfield or whatever. Yeah. It's it is precarious at best. And what happened to Madronda? Did he just fall off? Like, is he just 
mailing it in this time, this year? Because he was so important last year. Do you think that a guy like that could step up and help free up some? Anyway, I don't. I, well, I, don't I feel like to know or follow the, practice, but. they've been in a position where they've had to use him out of position, uh, and yeah. because the Sounders are uh, so, they've been so hamstrung by injuries. Uh, and <laughs> oh I, no! <laughs> oh crap! No. <laughs> Uh, apparently it's hamstrings anyway. always. Um, <laughs> so, but like they've been so, they've been so just killed by injuries. Like Jao Paulo, obviously I think the team has realized more than ever, uh, with him out, Christian Roldan has been asked to do so much. Like every match that I've watched, it just seems like he's everywhere, which is awesome because he's a player that can do that, but not great because you don't want him to have to do that. You want Christian Roldan to be able to focus on the things that he can do well. And to be honest, like as we've seen more and more in this season and, and in past seasons, he actually can go forward extremely well. So if he's able to play out on the wing and then cover defensively when he needs to, uh, great. But then as soon as you lose a player like Jao Paulo, and then you lose, uh, which is crazy to say that, we're, like to think that we're saying this is that Obed Vargas, uh, uh, you know, a 16 year old who we're counting on, um, uh, then all of a sudden Christian Roldan is, is being asked to like go everywhere. And I think that uh, it just points to the fact that Christian Roldan is now the most, if not one of the most um, important players on the team uh, when Jao Paulo is gone, because otherwise like Jao Paulo is the linchpin that holds the team together. Now I get why fans might be upset. The Sounders haven't won a major trophy since freaking May. So <laughs> we're in a drought. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand that, but uh, you have to give Schmetz and the team some grace uh, when when they're playing without so many so many key players. And until last night, without Rui Diaz, which is you're not yeah. the goals just aren't generated. Like you're counting on Jordan to step up and score some goals, and not that he can't, but it's that your your goal scorer is out. Your number nine is not there to do. You know, and it, it, that first season, that stat where it was like every 30 touches he scored a goal or whatever, and then we've since yelled about it. Just pass the ball, get Rui Dez to the middle and pass it yeah. to him. Like, that's the – and that's the one thing that freaking knew who couldn't do last night. All he had to do was just play the ball right – he was like running – you know, he sees that big goal in front of him. He hasn't scored before. Everyone's pressuring him. to When's that goal going to come? And he had the opportunity to – dish it squared uh, Rui Diaz and put it away 2-0 and he did not do that and Rui Diaz was not happy but anyway the notion that the team is so beat up is a real is a real deal well I want to give you some credit because um, something that you have been harking on for a long time that I was like yeah that could be but maybe not is that the uh, actually I feel like the Sounders defense has been a little suspect of the last uh, Mm -hmm. month or so and something that you had said for a long time is like are we seeing the effect of having lost Jimmy Traore uh, as as an assistant coach because now all of a sudden you're seeing these players who had been solid, like Yamar, like Nuhu even, who was, I mean, a few months ago we were talking about all-star quality, possibly going to France in, uh, in the first or second division to play there. And now I don't see that happening. I don't see him like putting it in the performances that would spark interest from a European side unless they were like, look, we'll forget about everything except for before, uh, you know, the African Cup of Nations. How long until Wade Weber is doing that job, I wonder? A defender from his time playing, a guy who's leading that USL squad, the Tacoma Defiance out of um, Tequila, (laughs) into such a good position. Like, he's his team is really killing it this year, and 
do you keep them at that to make sure that your up and comers are awesome, or do you put a guy that's so defense minded into a position with the first team? It's a question to kick around. I, they know better than us, but like I start looking at that, it's like I agree that where is the the obviously the defense is not as good as it was, and sure. this is a it takes a, a while for the effect sometimes for the effects of a coaching change to really be seen, and I think maybe we are seeing that. I, question yeah. for you. This is my thing that I've been blowing up about recently is when you're short, like you're playing uh, Rusnak out of position. Yep. Like that's not his natural. Playing defensive midfield is not his natural spot. He could be scoring goals and you're in a goal drought a little bit, but then who do you play in central mid? Thank God that Christian rolled on, played with Ozzy for so long because he like learned how to play that number six role so well. And so he can. it's not where he's preferred, but he can fit into it and know what's going on. Um, but when it comes to it, New Who is such a wild card, and he's being he's playing so poorly in offense right now that we were talking before the match yesterday that every single run is up the field, turn around, pass it back, and then within the first forty five minutes, there he was. He did it like three times. He's at such a confidence crisis. Why not make him not the last line of defense? Why not make him sit in the middle of the field and control the game from there and not have to have though they like to play out of the back and he would be a part of that, why not take the pressure off of him running everywhere and just kind of managing the game from the middle when a guy like Roldan takes off to go help out and then Rusnak drops back or vice versa. Like I, I think it could be – and like I know there's concerns about what a wild card he is with those crazy action figure legs, but like it seems like that could be a, a place where you could work with him to get strong. I think – I I hear that. I think that you're um... – I think it's interesting because obviously what we've seen over the last couple of seasons is that his strongest position is actually not playing on the left uh, wing, right? Or as a left back. Yeah. <clears throat> his strongest position is actually in that back three as a center back, as a left-sided center back. Uh, maybe even in a back two as a left-sided center back. Now, uh, my concerns are kind of twofold. And I and now that you're you know laying it out like that more, I, I, I am even more concerned about it. Because the one thing that we see, what obvi- the obvious concern is, can Nuhu keep his stuff together so that if somebody does get past him, he doesn't immediately take him down and get a red card? Um, but the second concern is, is we just talked about, he keeps making these runs forward and then turning around and passing the ball backwards. Something that like even if you're a defensive midfielder, you have to be able to do is get the ball forward to your uh, yeah. midfielders that can carry the ball forward or get the ball forward to even your forwards, right? Uh, or your guys on the wing. I just don't think that he's shown in the last few matches that he can do that, um, especially in the last few matches. And I think like... Honestly, if we're gonna if we were talking about pulling somebody out of the defense because we're a little bit less thin back there right now, um, <laughs> and that's not a Roman Torres joke, uh, we're a little bit less thin in the defense. Uh, is is like bring somebody up like Javier Arriaga who can actually who's really good get, getting the ball forward. Who can actually? I'm, I'm not suggesting that we actually do this because um, I don't think that it's necessary. Uh, at this point, I think getting the roles right between Christian Roldan and Albert Rusnak and and those guys is much more important. Getting guys like Obed Vargas back into the fold is going to yeah, be getting good minutes. Yeah, yeah. Getting Danny Leva back in to to the point where he's uh, meaningfully contributing. Um, I think like that stuff is going to be more important than a short term fix. Like let's see what Arviaraga can do as a defensive midfielder, right? Arviaraga, Old Chewbacca back there. 
um anyway yeah so i i don't i don't know i i like the idea of like moving guys around to see what they can do we've done it the sounders have done it before uh bringing players you know bringing center backs forward and bringing forwards back in order to play defense um but yeah i I don't know if knew who's the guy for that (laughs) he's just aggressive and he makes big tackles and he doesn't have a ton of red cards despite the fact that you're worried about his recklessness like he's the guy that's in the box a lot and he doesn't have a ton of red cards for bad fouls or anything and so like i I just don't know if the if the data supports the idea that he might be a danger there the Game intelligence might be the issue where I don't know I don't know what type of thinker he is while he's playing or if he's just an instinct guy. Like, like can he like look up the field and understand how the play is going to develop to get the ball to Ladero to be able to start making something happen? I just think that when a team I'm looking right now since the three nil loss at uh, when Fartland was in town, the Sounders then continued by they had three games shut out and then scored one two they've scored four goals in the last seven games. Like, you need more offensive production at a time that we're talking about the defense being weak as it is. But, like, how do you balance that out? You hope that Rui Diaz comes back and is useful now, which he should be. But you just need to find a way to generate more goals, and a guy like Rusnak or Roldan being stuck in the midfield is not going to be helpful. There's not a good answer because your JP is out, and he's obviously a gigantic – that's a gigantic hole that we have to fill, but – I um I'd like to see something else, but I do to your point like that you say that getting the minutes together like if we're gonna stick with this, let's get rolled on and Rusnak playing now. So if the playoffs do happen, you've got a pair that's familiar with each other and knows how to cover for one another. Well, and um a couple things that like just a caveat all of the dark cloud that seems to be hovering over the way like the Sounders' performances over the last month or so is that yeah. besides that three nil loss to to Portland in uh, was that early July. And a, a match against Dallas actually in in May, the Sounders have not lost a game by more than one goal. So between those two games, every single game has been a one goal, uh, or or you know every single loss has been a one goal defeat. Um, which, in my opinion, means that they're they're like these injuries. I I think these injuries and these missing like the these missing players are probably can account for that li- that small gap. Now, <clears throat> soccer is a game of fine margins. You can't lose, like you could lose every single game by one goal. And that doesn't mean that you were good, right? It means that you lost a <laughs> bunch of games. You couldn't, you couldn't close them out or you couldn't win, right? Like look at the match against LAFC where the Sounders led and then gave up two goals uh, and, and ended up losing. Now, LAFC right now, I think is the best team in the league, top of the sword shield. So like, and you're playing on the road. So there's like things there that can uh, affect that but when you look at the fact that the Sounders are, are are pretty close and and at the end of the day after that that match against SC Dallas still above the playoff line like the, the, talk about fine margins in the Western Conference right now the Sounders oh with, God, with, with another win would be in third place yeah it's so tight there's like such a huge gap between first and third and then yeah. there's every win and loss and draw right now for the next five matches is such a big deal so let me ask you this do you go out to these next few matches? Let's take a look at where they're all at, just to make sure we get this right, okay? So, played uh, Seattle at home. They're on the road Saturday at noon against Atlanta. Then back home the following Sunday um, against Real Salt Lake. 
And then on the road again to L.A. Okay, so for those next three matches and then Portland, um, uh, for those next few matches, do you go out there and try and defensively approach it so that way you don't get – you try and take the point on the road in some of these places and you try to just – add a couple more or do you go out there and try and win these to try and open up the gap a little bit if you're Schmetz right now like what's your game plan for the next few matches well I feel like based on what we've seen of Schmetz there's a likelihood that he goes and approaches them defensively and try to protect what we have try to protect the position that we're in my problem with that is that historically we haven't seen the Sounders do that well enough uh, think about in in when the Sounders have a lead in games or they have a draw on the road that they're hoping to to finish the game with. I feel like we've seen too many times where the Sounders sit back super defensively and soak up a ton of pressure, but the Sounders aren't super great at doing that. Uh, especially when you yeah. have a, a defense like uh, with Yamar and Ariaga, who thankfully had good games uh, against Dallas last night. Um, but we've seen over the last, you know, over the July curse that hovers over the Sounders, <laughs> that Yamar, I felt like, was just constantly out of position. Him and Nuhu are consistently screaming at each other, uh, as well as Ariaga. It's like you have these players, like Yamar, I feel like I've seen so many times in all of these games, going up for a header and completely whiffing on it when there's somebody sitting at the back post who scores a goal, right? Like, that's yeah. not something that I feel oh, like awful. the He's Sounders... like not marking tight enough. Yeah, and I not, don't know anything. I don't think that this this uh, I don't think that sitting back and defending right now is going to be the Sounders' strong suit, especially when you have Raúl Ruiz Diaz coming back uh, to be able to contribute to the attack. I'm hoping that you know Jordan Morris has never been the guy to be the focal point on an attack. He's always the guy that like can get a run in behind and stretch that defense so that you can allow more room for Rui Diaz and you can even allow more room yeah. for Christian Roldan. So if you have Jordan Morris not being the guy that guys have to mark anymore, um, I think that Sounders actually have a little bit more in their arsenal to go forward. So I'm hoping that the idea and I'm if I you know I think if Schmetz is the kind of guy that isn't going to be content going into a match thinking, oh, we're just going to hopefully squeak out a win or a draw here. It's people getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match. It's this week in Fan Outrage. Welcome back, Fan Outrage. Oh, I missed the Godzilla tweet. Um, <laughs> now, okay, so as we've said, the Sounders had a rough July. And uh, I saw a tweet from somebody like that said um, – uh, all of these fans who are Schmetz out need to realize blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, are we at the point? Are we at that point where people are calling for Brian Schmetzer's head? And no, I know I, well, well, I, no, I know, but it's... yeah, of course we're not right. Like, I mean, I know we haven't won, like I said, we haven't won a major trophy since, since May. So, uh, you know, people are going to be asking questions of the man. <laughs> um, but that like, so I, I had to go and search for these people. Did you know that since then we've been eliminated from another tournament? God, the U.S. <laughs> Open Cup is nothing without us. It's, it's true. It's and true. By us, I mean the full 90 Soccer Time podcast. Welcome back. Obviously. I mean, were we not podcasting around the Open Cup? That must be the issue. Um, mm. So I found I found plenty, plenty of tweets uh, about, uh, about people who are upset with uh, Brian Schmetzer's tactics. And... Um, so I, I'm just going to read a couple here because fan outrage is so fun. Uh, this from a person. Can, can we can we please tweet when the Sounders make the playoffs? Can we please tweet at all of these people to be like <laughs> you were <"Good> saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, and again, like when the Sounders won the, the MLS Cup in 2016, right? They like squeaked into the playoff in sixth place. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I think that it doesn't matter. I mean, I w- as much as we would love the Sounders to finish top of the table every season, um, yeah, you know. Anyway, uh, and win by nine nil, like I used to always predict. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all want that. Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, Schmetzer needs to pull this team together because they are not getting it done. Ninth place, this last in the season, isn't the ninth place. This last in this this late, I'm assuming ninth place. This late in the season isn't good enough. Yes, they won the CCL. Okay, so you know, but things are not going well. But teams live in the present, and right now, it isn't good enough. Well, let's hope that RB pitch isn't secretly Garth Logger way. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeting, subtweeting. Can I do this one? Yeah, but but first of all, um, this person knows that we won the Champions League. Not only that, the first MLS team in history to do so. Uh, yeah, but yeah, things aren't going well, so Schmetz out. Also, a team that's worth almost a billion dollars because of the smart investing and all of the community time that they put back into it. And it's not just a big, evil, stupid business. It's actually like a club you can feel good about. about yeah. The, yeah, yeah. It's like all the right things and, and the hometown guy that coaches them to victory. And like, yeah, okay. Like, whatever. Uh, time to resign, Brian Schmetzer. Again, zero imagination, no motivation. And the only reason LA didn't score five was Stefan and Goal change strategy and lineup need a coach who can actually fire up the team have a winning mindset they won the f- ccl <laughs> yeah. they have two-time champions underneath him that's not like this team isn't doing anything what are you idiot this this sorry I- person i don't mean to call you an idiot but you do uh this idea that um first of all that brian schmetzer can't fire up a team is is funny because I feel like he's a very motivational person. Um, but also this yeah. idea that uh, uh, the only reason LA didn't score five was because Stefan Engel. I, it's like the only reason that specify we- which one. Okay. Is it Zach or is it Fry? <laughs> the only reason we didn't uh, lose by a lot. I meant Cleveland. I'm sorry. The only reason we didn't lose by a lot is because of the way that we played. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, there's something. They there, could have right? scored 51 goals if we would have only fielded three players. <laughs> Way to go! But we didn't. Way to go, Schmitz. <laughs> uh, Schmitz, big guns, 69, 420 is legend, and they will find a way when it's time for Schmitz to go to give him a path to retirement sure. or to some sort of stake in the front office, but. It's not going to be because they have a bad July and they're not in contention, even though with one win we go from, we see the team go from eighth to fifth or whatever. It's like that close. Settle down, everyone. Don't be dildos. Now there's, there's two things. One, I don't, um, I don't feel like, you know, to be, to be fair to these upset uh, fans and to be fair to uh, anybody who's watched and been disappointed by the results lately, the Sounders can only rest on the laurels of, of the champions league win for so long. Right. Um, but I think, yeah. you know, a couple of months is definitely, uh, okay. I, I think that's acceptable for them to be able to do that. Well, show some imagination, create a ray gun that fixes ACLs. So yeah. that way Japalo can get back out there faster. Why yeah. aren't you a knee surgeon? Yeah. Why aren't you a revolutionary stem cell therapist? Yeah. God, if only you did that, then everything would be fine. You piece of match. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Well, and then and then the other thing that I'm that I'm curious is about is um, 
uh, I don't remember now because it feels like so much has changed, um, obviously, within even the season that it happened. But since uh, Siggy Schmidt was was let go from the team and Brian Schmetzer mm-hmm. took over as interim and then won the MLS Cup in that season uh, after acquiring Nico Ladero and or not even, you know, you know, Nico Ladero came and on. And look what well, happened. Ziggy, <laughs> Ziggy Schmidt died. Do you want Brian Schmetzer <laughs> to die? <laughs> I, I hope your answer isn't yes to that, anybody. Um, but but I guess uh, I'm I'm trying to remember back to, and I don't know if uh, and and why hasn't Brian Schmetzer revived Siggy Schmidt with his stem cell ACL research? Oh, he could do that yeah. needle in the back thing, like we talked about on Nerd Talk. Oh Plus. yeah, with the spiders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nerd Talk Plus. Yeah. Nerd Talk Plus Tuesdays live on the Odyssey app at 10 a.m. or downloaded now as a podcast. Um, All new episode. Do you remember what? I mean, there was a string of. Uh, bad results for the Sounders is the first bad half of the season uh, that led to that that firing of of Ziggy Schmidt but I don't think that the Sounders were at the time in a playoff position having won already a major trophy in the season that he was fired they might have won the open cup but I don't know like it feels like it feels like it was after the run of um because he came on in 16 yeah and it was 14 was the uh supporter shield And then and 15, so 15 Sounders didn't there. win anything. And so I think that like you're kind of a victim of your own success, right? Like Schmetzer now yeah. has three major trophies under his belt with the Sounders um, and and hasn't, you know, delivered uh, the results that I guess would be expected of the team. Uh, a team that has won three major trophies like that, including the, the Cup of CONCACAF Cup. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I think that, again, it's only been a couple of months. The Sounders are in the playoff uh, zone, for now at least. And, um, and you know, performances aside, this club still has a lot of season left to play. I think if the Sounders were to first miss their first playoffs uh, in the same season that they won the CCL trophy, if they were to, to, to miss the playoffs for the first time in their history under Schmetz this season... Um, I think that maybe I would understand these things a little bit more, but like, Hey, let's make sure, let's just like, see if we get there. And I I have all the confidence in the world that it's going to happen. Absolutely. All right, Brandon. Well, the match is Sunday at noon in Atlanta. So that's a 3 PM kick for them. 12 noon for us. A nice tasty lunch snack. And let's let me just beep out that word real quick. Boop, boop, boo. There we go. All right. Um, that brings us. Nope. <sighs> nope. Don't remember how to do this show anymore. There we go. <laughs> well, in case this podcast was too long and you didn't listen, it's too long, didn't listen. Um, too long, didn't listen. You say that and then I respond. Oh, yeah. Too long, didn't listen. Gluey's back, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> too long didn't listen um gregor wants a sexy orca <laughs> i think you're the one who talked at length about a sexy orca i just want a professional costume i want you're the- like listen not that i know too much about furries just about <laughs> the correct size of their anatomy but i'm just saying that the sexy the sexy thing is what we need I, I mean, oh, we didn't talk about Jordan Morris getting wrecked. Ah, oh. uh, too long. Didn't listen because we didn't talk about it. Jordan Morris got wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> too long. Didn't listen. Schmetz out. <laughs> oh, oh wait, no. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. 
It says Schmetz House. Schmetz House. <laughs>